This show is not intended to offend, harm, belittle, accuse, instigate, objectify, etc. Any person, place, thing, establishment, entity, or business of any kind, color, creed, faith, belief, condition, creation, etc. On this show, I will speak my mind and give my opinion on the topics at hand. Any offense in anything taken out of context is your fault. What's up, what it do, man? It's your boy, Deb the Gamer, a.k.a. Player One, the guy himself. And welcome to another episode of The Gamer's Den. If this is your first time here, this is the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level One News. So before we get into Level One News, shout out to you and shout out to everybody for tapping into the show. Did y'all like that little break? I ain't hit y'all with a Saturday this past week. You know what I'm saying? We all needed it. It's been a lot of supercharged stuff up out here in the world and stuff like that. Through the media and everything. And sometimes you got to say what you say. You got to get your jab off and then fall back. You, you stay inside too much, you risking getting bopped in the head somewhere. You don't want that. So... Before we get into Level 1 News, this show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and Samsung Podcasts as well, and pretty much everywhere else. That is the audio experience for the visual experience. We are on Rumble. We are on Hideout. And yeah, that's going to do it for that. And hopefully... Y'all like that little disclaimer. I got to put the disclaimer out there. I had to put the disclaimer up this episode. And from here on out, there will be a disclaimer in every episode, at the beginning of every episode. Because at this point in day and age, we have I have to put a disclaimer out just so nobody tries to take anything I say out of context. I'm not the type of person that's going to double back on what I said. I can admit if I'm wrong, but then I have to be factually proven that I'm wrong. Number one. Number two, I I grew up and I stand on mean what you say and say what you mean. So when I shoot, I'm going to shoot. You, you know what I'm saying? Like when you shoot, you can't take bullets back. So when you pull the trigger, you meant to shoot. Understand? So with that being said, um, we got a couple articles to go through today. You know what I'm saying? Not too many, but we got some tech news and uh, we got some gaming news. And for our level two news, we got some... Uh, Something that needs to be talked about and spoke about and everything. And it seems that this episode and this point in time of today is the time for that. And also, I have my window open. So, y'all might hear cars in the background and honk honks and beep beeks. I got to air out the spots. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to uh, cycle air out. It's important to have fresh air in your body and stuff as much as possible. So, whether in your room, you outside, you at work, open the window. OK, open the window because when you cycle out the air that you sitting in, you also cycling out that energy that you sitting in, too. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into level one news. Right. Let me make sure I'm screened up. Make sure I'm screened up. All right. I'm screened up. Headline reads. 
AMD Radeon RX 7000 series, re series releases on December 19th. Now, if you don't know what that is, this is this is uh like the stuff that's in your computer, so like chips and processors and stuff like that. This is very important for all my PC gamers and people who have high-end PCs and high-end laptops. This might be something you need to get and or upgrade your stuff to because this is about to be the newest one. And soon enough, probably going to be the ongoing standard. So let's go ahead and get into it. AMD announces the Radeon RX 7000 series. What the? Whoa. Hold on. See, y'all can't... um. Like y'all can't hear that because of the power of editing that I have, but I had to, um, yeah, an ad got in the way of that. Um, I'm going and then the ad wanted to pop up. They wanted to be heard apparently. Not on this show. <laughs> Not on this show. AMD announced the Radeon RX 7000 series of graphics cards today. The series includes two models, the RX 7900 XTX and the RX 7900 XT. Both models enable high refresh rate 4K gaming, support 2.1 DisplayPort, have a dual media engine with AV1 support, and generate 54% more performance per watt versus the previous generation of cards. The RX 7900 XT is priced at $900 and has 20 gigabytes of 384-bit GDDR6 memory. It has 84 compute units, 2,000. I want to say megahertz, millihertz, one of the two, game clock, and 300 watt total board power. The RX 7900 XTX is priced at $1,000 and has 24 gigabytes of 384-bit GDDR6 memory. It has 96 compute units, 2300 megahertz game clock, and 355 watt total board power. What the hell? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot, man. Um, yeah, man. So these things is packing punches out here, man. Gonna have your your videos, your your content, your games gonna be looking super clean, super crispy. Your stuff gonna be looking mad crispy and pristine clean. You know, so uh upgrade your machines, man. Look, I'm out here rapping and I ain't even rapping. It's just natural. I can't help it. Um, so yeah, man, this is dope. Um, this is really dope. I'm definitely in looking to upgrade my stuff and I probably won't be getting the 7900 or the 7000 series personally, but if I could, I would, I'll just say that. But nonetheless, when I do upgrade, I'll probably get more of the, the, the standard of today. So the standard of today probably isn't this new RX 7900. It's probably more, uh, probably going to be like, I'm going to read off in a little bit. The NVIDIA RTX 4090 and that 4080 boy, right? So, um, and even down here, if you're on the visual form, you can see this. On the audio form, you can't see it. The rest of the article just uh, gives some of the specs of the RTX 4090. So, the RTX 4090, you know, same thing, 24 gigs to uh, 16 gigs, 24 gigs, both 384-bit GDDR6 memory, um, but they actually cost a lot more than the new stuff, apparently, from according to this article, which I don't think that should be right. Or if that's the case, well, I mean, what the hell? you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, that's, that's a lot of money, but nonetheless, 
y'all already know the facts of the matter is gaming and having high-end quality stuff isn't cheap. So you're going to have to pay and get the bang for your buck no matter which way you look at it. So, um, yeah, you know, it's right there for everybody on the visual form. On the audio form, I'll just read it. That way y'all know what it is. NVIDIA announced the RTX 4090 and the RTX 4080. The RTX 4090 also has 24 gigabytes of 384-bit GDDR6 memory, and the price point is $1,600. It launched on October 2nd after rumored delays. Originally, the RTX 4080 has a 16 gigabyte and a 12 gigabyte model, but the 12 gigabyte model has been indefinitely delayed and may receive a name change. The 16 gigabyte model is still set to release on November 16th and starts at $1,200. And it says both the Radeon RX 7900 XT and the Radeon RX 7900 XTX will release on December 13th. So that'd be in the, in the next month or so that the Radeon will be uh, releasing. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's real cool. The Radeon will be releasing. Now is the time if you tapping into the show and you definitely building you a PC. If you want this new stuff, now is the time to save for it because over the next month, it seems like this stuff is going to be releasing. Um, at the point in time, I do need a laptop upgrade and that's something I'm definitely working on right now. But at the same time, um, you know, these things do overheat because they uh, draw and require so much power to function and use. So make sure y'all is um y'all definitely you know tapped in and understanding what you need because in order for your laptop or your gaming pc or whatever to function you don't need it to be supremely like you don't need the, the most highest fastest stuff possible you don't need that like you don't need it like understand like you'll probably be cool with an rtx 3080 like, and you'd be like, oh, but it's so outdated. Like, you try, don't keep up with the Joneses type. Like, don't, 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 don't do that. Do not keep up with the Joneses and try to keep up with the trend of what your favorite streamer got, what these people did, what this people that, this people that. Let me put y'all up on some game. A lot of these people is putting this stuff on rent and or lease, meaning they're going to go to their Best Buy, they're going to go to their Geek Squad, they're going to go to wherever, right? They're going to be like, oh, can I lease it? Can I do this or whatever? And they're going to start making payments on it. So, yeah, they got that new stuff today, but they're about to be paying on it for the next year, two years, three years. Me personally, I just rather buy it outright. I'm not about to keep paying you shit. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but I ain't about to keep paying you shit. What I'm going to do is how much it costs. Okay, I'll come back when I got the money. All right, that's what I'm going to do. When I got the money, I'm gonna come back because what y'all gotta understand is the value, the price tag is the price tag. But if you're not making double what the price tag is, then you shouldn't be buying it. You know, you you just shouldn't be buying it because then it's gonna end up being a waste of money. So, you know, but that's cool though. That's that's cool. I wonder what the graphics gonna look like. I'm gonna probably look it up on YouTube and um, get some stuff rolling and going, getting on YouTube. And uh, not rolling and going for myself, but just some videos to see what that looked like. And I advise y'all do as well, just to um, pre-game and get some experience and information about what it looked like and if you really need the Radeon or not. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, let's get into the next thing in level one news. Am I screened up? Yes, I am. All right. Headline reads, 
Hideo Kojima has addressed the Blue Box Game Studios' abandoned conspiracies. Now, if you don't know, there was a game, right? Rumored to be built for Stadia, and it may or may not have been a Death Stranding 2 sequel. Uh, I'm not too sure about the rumors, but nonetheless, it was a rumored game that was supposed to be in development for Stadia by Hideo Kojima. Now, all of these were rumors. And this may be that rumor game, and I believe it is so. And it's just like what it said, uh, conspiracies more or less are just rumors. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hideo Kojima has finally addressed the conspiracy theories revolving around him and Blue Box, Studio, Blue Box Game Studios abandoned, and in short, it's a nuisance for him, surprisingly. Abandoned was announced with a short teaser back in 2021 as a game being developed for PlayStation 5 and PC. Not long after the reveal, speculation that Abandoned was actually a Silent Hill game secretly in development began to ramp up, but studio head Hassan took to Twitter to shut down those rumors. Okay, so yeah, you know, it was just a lot. This generated a lot of rumors. And for those who don't know who Hideo Kojima is, he is a prominent figure in the gaming industry he has a 30 he has 30 plus years in the industry he's made a lot of games great franchises and he has the stripes to prove his prowess and his ability in games to put out a profitable profitable game interesting game and a critically acclaimed game he has the ability to do all of these things so yeah and i know i've been talking about hideo kojima a lot lately but it's only because Kojima is one of these people, man. He, he's one of them. Let me just say that. He's one of them. And that's a good thing. So, Kojima, you hear this? That's a good thing. That's what... It's a good thing, right? So, uh, let's scroll down here to see what's going on. Throughout all, of the, throughout all of these rumors, Kojima has remained silent on the issue. However, in a new episode of his Spotify podcast, he has broken his silence, calling it a nuisance. We have a quote. Quote unquote, users just kept sending me pictures of this and pictures of this. Yeah, he said, okay, so people just kept sending him pictures. Quote unquote, they still send me collages and deep fake images like 20 a day. It's really quite a nuisance. What the hell? I don't think there's much he can do or say at, say that this, say at this point. But if he releases the game, people might understand. So maybe he should just hurry up and release it. Um. Okay, so what's what's going on here? Because I skipped over some stuff. So uh, pretty much the game is a rumor. Or it's not a rumor. Because right here it says, as of April this year, Blue Box says Abandoned is not canceled and is still in development. So there we have it. It's confirmed that it's not canceled and it's no longer a rumor. It is in development. So people are just excited about the game, you know, and this just comes with Kojima. You know, a lot of things that involve Kojima, like there's a few people in the video game industry when their name is attached to it, it gets treated as a big deal because they've done so much work and the work they've done just supersedes the entire pool they swim in and the people they compete against. So, you know, when Kojima's name got attached to a game or is attached to a game, it's going to be a big thing. No matter if it's a rumor, no matter if it's true, false, it's going to get blew up. Publications and people are going to cover it and they're going to spend whatever narratives 
they spin. Whether it's good, bad, neutral, that's what they're going to do. So, like I said, um, this article isn't really touching on, oh, it was for Stadia or not, but you have a lot of rumored sources. You have a lot of sources that are rumored to be, or you have a lot of um, publications in the past who were, who were like, hey, um, this is rumored to be for Stadia, or he was working on a game for Stadia. Things may or may not have been true, but as we know, Stadia will be no more and the days are ticking and counting down as we speak. January, I believe, 13th will be the last day Stadia will be up. So, I mean, hey, man, for us on Stadia, I mean, let's just enjoy. I, I just said it once and said it, and I'll say it again. Enjoy the ride and, and gaming to the sunset, man, because it ain't going to be no cloud gaming model better than that for a very long time, in my opinion. It's, it's just not. It's just not, right? All right, we got one more thing to get to in level one news, right? So let's go ahead and get into it. Make sure I'm screened up. All right, so y'all remember, uh, well, let me read this headline first. Headline reads, Twitter begins rolling out $8 Twitter blue plan with verification, fewer ads. Hold up. All right. So um, I know y'all like what? So as we as I mentioned last episode, you know Elon Musk wanted to charge people eight dollars to uh, have their verification on Twitter, which I championed, which I'm pretty sure I championed. If not, I'll go look back and look back at it. Um, yeah, man, I agree with it more or less. I agree with it, and you have some people who don't agree with it, and it came with. The added implic added implication of freedom of speech and all this stuff. So I did talk about that as well. But as far as Twitter itself, yes, I'm a, I I agree with eight dollars for your verification. Why? Well, if it's that important for people to know that they're interacting with the real Elon Musk, the real Jeff Bezos, the real Amazon company, the real whoever it is, yeah, bro, you're going to pay $8, right? And I don't see why it's a bad thing. I honestly don't. Plus, once again, like I, I might have said last episode or whenever I talked about this, but even if I didn't, I'd just say it again. If Twitter is going to be broke, and or mind you, Elon Musk spent about 40, 50 billion on Twitter. That's a lot of money. I need my money back. <laughs> so um, yeah, run that money, bro. Number one, I get it. But also at the same time, if Twitter, real what? Like I really I, like with him doing this, I'm starting to think Twitter wasn't really making a lot of money. Now it could have been evaluated at that, but I don't know how their business dealings was. But the fact that he came in and started just cleaning house and said, hey, look, $8 right now. It's letting me, it shows signs. What the hell? Yeah, man, they run in the blender and stuff. So we just got the blender in the background, man. No, I'm not in the kitchen. I am in the gamer's den per the name of the show. I just have to keep my eyes open. So let me tell y'all something. I see with my ears and hear with my eyes, period. So moving on here, let's get to the article. It appears that the launch might have been premature. 
According to a tweet, a product lead, yeah, according to a tweet by a product lead at Twitter, the new Twitter blue plan isn't live yet, but some users are seeing notifications as part of a live test. Just days newly minted, yeah, just days after, I can't talk for some reason. Hold up. Yeah, Nate Dog like, oh, bro, I'm messing up too. Yeah, Nate Dog messing up too. Rest in peace, Nate Dog. Okay, just days after newly minted Twitter CEO Elon Musk floated changes to Twitter systems for verifying verifying user accounts, including charging eight dollars per month for the privilege. Twitter appears to have begun rolling out a new tier of Twitter Blue, its premium subscription service that reflects some of the changes that Musk has proposed. Okay, so it seems like it it might be more than just the eight dollars that's happening as well. Twitter Blue isn't live yet. We have a tweet right here. I'm reading a tweet for everybody on the audio form. The new blue isn't live yet. The sprint to our launch continues, but some folks may see us making updates because we are testing and pushing changes in real time. The Twitter team is legendary. They got the salute emoji. New blue coming soon. Okay. So um, I'm currently standing up because now the matrix in the world wants to interrupt me while I'm doing my fucking show. All right. I'm back. Hold up. I know y'all like, bro, how you back? You been going. The show's still been going. Because the power of editing, my friends. I'm a professional. The power of editing. See, what y'all fail to understand is I got to go big screen real quick before we continue on about Twitter Blue and all that and Elon Musk. Um, what y'all have to understand is I am an enemy of the Matrix. Okay? This is the Matrix most of y'all who listen to me live in. Right? So usually when I start to do something is when everything else wants to start up or people want to start up. So um, I'm sitting here doing my show. I'm speaking pretty loudly and, and not really so loud to where I'm yelling, but loud enough to where you can hear me through a closed door. I have my window open. Now, you can't control people. Cool. I'm not here to control people. But at the same time, there's a thing called decency. Now, because... I am on such of a vibration and level. What I am understanding and what I know to be all the time is as soon as I'm doing something, everything else starts to want to pile on to discourage me, make me angry, things to just usually make me irate and get on my nerves, i.e. meaning, okay, I'm going to have my window open. I'm going to cycle out this air and this energy. I'm going to do my show. All right, cool. Let me do my show. But no, somebody wants to make a smoothie for me. Everybody on the visual form, you can see this cup. Got my smoothie, right? Cool. Now, ain't nothing wrong with a smoothie. Nothing is wrong. I, this is what I prefer. I drink water or smoothie. I don't I do not do pop. I drink water or smoothies. Um, You know, and I like fresh air, so I cycle my air out. You know, I had a window open, cycle the air out. Cool. Cycle the energy out. I like I like I like the uh, the space I'm inhabiting or dwelling in, whatever words you want to use. I like it to be fresh. I like it to be clean, clear, as natural as possible. So the world said, and the matrix said, oh no 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 oh no 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 no. I can sense the energy that you're giving out. I can sense what you're doing. I can sense you being positive. Not even being positive. I can sense you being a force. I can sense you. I have to disrupt you. 
I have to stop you. So, okay, guess what? Somebody is doing something outside with a big fucking machine. Hold up. Sipping my uh, smoothie. But yeah, um, doing something with a machine. Now, I'm not mad. I'm not mad whatsoever. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, where I stay at, these people, these people around here in the neighborhood I stay in, they, they got wind, uh, they got leaf blowers and they, they got lawn care services and people around the clock every season. Well, not really during the winter time, but pretty much the rest of the seasons, yeah, they round like clockwork. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But what I'm telling y'all, all of this, I'm saying all this to say timing. You have to beware of timing. See, the timing is very important. So I'm doing this show and for about 20 to 25 to 30 minutes, I've been doing this. All of a sudden, when it's 20, 25, 30 minutes later, noise is happening, distracting me, getting all in the way, trying to disrupt me, trying to stop my flow and and derail me, make me mad and upset and want to restart the show like I may have done in the past when we recording episodes. Why? Because I'm hitting my stride, I'm hitting my flow, I'm boom, bang, boom, and then next thing you know, something happens, somebody trying to derail me, get in the way, because they are at the beck and call of spells that are to stop me or go against a force like mine. Sipping my smoothie. So understand that, yes, I am player one, the God himself. This is just, these are just, this is just one of the many things that I have to go up against in real time. And because y'all, y'all support me, y'all supporters, y'all support me. I'm going to let this be known to y'all. When you start vibrating higher, you start educating yourself more. You start becoming more powerful. You start speaking and embracing who you are, once you start doing this even more, the more the matrix and the world around you will attack you in all facets and faucets and forms, in the form of sound, in the in the form of people, friends, family, regular people, strangers, in the form of timing. It's all it's all related. You're gonna sit here and say, Oh man, you just doing this to you. You just sound crazy. You sound cuckoo. You sound okay. I sound cuckoo and crazy, but you don't feel good. You didn't went to the doctor, and they can't even tell you what the problem is. But somebody tried to tell you what the problem is, and you thought it wasn't the problem because it wasn't directly related to whatever. But it actually is related to your problem. But you want to sit here and be whatever. So when them people sitting there looking at you like this. Hold up. They gonna sit here and then have the second reaction of What the hell? And then they're gonna just move on and be like, okay, bruh, you win, you got it. Cause you wanna know why? I'm not here to force you, I'm not here to control you. I'm only trying to help you. I'm only trying to help you. So if I can help by break if I can help somebody else by breaking down this type of interaction and happening in the world where you are vibrating at a higher level, I'm also being the example of not folding, not being a lawn chair and just being an immovable force. 
Staying true and stay true. You dig me? Sipping my smoothie. And with that being said, guess what? It's actually getting used to keep my show going. <laughs> hey, so to any, so to any and every force and spell that's sitting out here trying to stop me and trying to sit here and derail me, guess what? You failed. You got to try harder than that. And this is where you can go. Listen, kid, I think you'd be more comfortable over at that place. Weenie Hut Juniors? Are you saying I belong at Weenie Hut Juniors? Uh, oh, no. Sorry. I was actually pointing to the place next to it. Super Weenie Hut Juniors. Take your ass to Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. Okay, back to Twitter at Elon Musk. All right, let's continue on in the article here. According to an in-app iOS notification, the upgraded Twitter Blue starts at $8 per month, will add the blue verification checkmark previously reserved for accounts that, that applied through Twitter's free verification process. Other benefits listed as quote-unquote coming soon include half the ads seen by non-paying Twitter users as well as ostensibly twice as relevant ads Blue previously removed ads entirely and the ability to post longer videos to Twitter. Okay, um, yeah, it's just not clear how long those videos can be. By the way, the language about the new Twitter Blue doesn't specify, but in the tweet this afternoon, Musk said that the current cap is 42 minutes for 1080p video, a technical limit which he expects will be, will be increased sometime this month. Ooh, well, I didn't even know that you could upload something 42 minutes on Twitter. I be trying to upload videos on Twitter on the desktop and it don't work. Hey, Elon. Hey, Elon. Can you, um, I know you hear me. I know you listening to this show. I know you do. Um, can you like do something about the Twitter interface and, or UI on desktop, like the web page? I know you're going to be cool with the mobile when you got the mobile under control. Great, great, great. But, um. Can you do something about like the 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 web page interface UI? Because I be trying to upload videos, and then what happens is it just take forever. But if I download the app and upload the video through the tweet as through the app, it'll work. I be sitting there like, hold up. I be like, what's going on here? Like, what what's happening? I did everything I was supposed to do. What's going on? So. Um, do that. And the reason why I'm asking is because right now I don't have Twitter on any of my phones. Um, I don't have Twitter on my phone. I'm not using Twitter right now on my phone. I'm just not doing it. So, um, I was sipping my smoothie. So, um, yeah, man, I'm not, um, yeah, man, can you just fix, can, can you do something about that? I know you heard me. If you can do something about it, thank you. If not, I appreciate you for trying. But um yeah man that's what it's looking like for Twitter right now man Twitter blue you dig me um so that's cool man we get them updates like I said I'm a fan and not a fan but I am fond of eight dollars a month for Twitter because it's important I think it's important for not only creators but for people in general right for you to put your money where your mouth is man and and pay for what. You know, I think he even tweeted that he's you you get what you pay for. And this completely 100% true. In life, you get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? And going back to what I was saying about getting con not content, but uh 
PCs and stuff on lease and rent, you get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people think the price tag is what it is. Nah, like the value you get from an item or a product is not only the price tag. It's the application of it. So if you can't use it for any reason, you can't do something for it. You can't, not for it, it can't do something for you outside of just, oh, it costed me $1,200, then it's pointless and you wasted the money more than anything. And it serves no purpose and it does not function in your life to any capacity, negative or positive. It just sits as a, it just sits at a plateau and rise out like that. It's pointless. But um, that's going to do it for level one news, the main topic. If you made it this far, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe if you're on the visual platforms. And if you think this show is five stars, make sure you rate it five stars. If you listen it on a podcast platform, having an audio experience. With that being said, let's get into it with level two news, the main topic. two news the main topic we about to get real and it's just gonna have to be real because you know i'm in real time not on your time so with that being said we it's some gaming news but it's something that it's not been dodged about but it's something that is how can i put this because i I don't want to put this in such a way where it come off a certain way right like I'm, I'm aware of me speaking and saying things that I know how I'm saying stuff. Like I said earlier, I say what I mean. I mean what I say. So when I shoot, I shoot. But at the same time, what people do is even if even like I put up the disclaimer, right? Even though I put up the disclaimer, people still gonna find some way to try and twist and tangle my words when I say this, and I'm gonna be sitting there like, hold up. So, like, you got to understand, man, this is, like, I'm just reading this, bro. I'm just, I'm looking at it. If everybody was visual form, that's why I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at it. I'm like, dang, how do I, how do I sum this up? So, I guess there's no way to sum this up in, in, except to just get right into it. So, let's just uh, go ahead and get into it. I'm screened up. Headline reads, Final Fantasy 16 is the latest game to use the historical realism excuse to exclude black characters. What the hell? Now, um, this is what we're going to be talking about. And if you don't know, yes, in the video game space, and as long as video games have been a thing, some games, some IPs have this quote-unquote realism excuse or... They want to be historically accurate when uh, it comes to these projects, and they exclude black characters. Now, I know what a lot of y'all are thinking, especially fans of the Final Fantasy series. What they have black characters in the Final Fantasy series? Yes, we can always we yes we all like and can point to Fran from Final Fantasy XII and just the Viera as a whole. We can point to them because they a bunch of they black bunny women, and yeah, cool. We can point to them, but. That's it. 
That's literally it. That's all I know of. Not really. It's more than them. Waka is a light-skinned dude. Lie to me and tell me Waka white. Waka light-skinned as hell. Excuse the language for the sense here, but you know and I know Waka light-skinned, right? And I ain't talking about Waka Flocka Flame, but shout out Flocka too. I'm talking about Waka. W-A- oh, Damn, they, they name is spelled the same and everything. Hold up. Waka, right? Waka, red hair, big pants, Waka. All right. But um, even in just video games outside of Final Fantasy, there is a lack of black characters, right? So you know what's funny about about this? I was talking about um, agendas and all that on that one episode when I was talking about agendas and how they want to push, uh, how they, how they want to make gamers misogynist when half of gamers in America are women. So that means like, like you see how it don't make sense. But with that being said, they have these agendas, right? They have these agendas and they pushing stuff just like how in apex legends, I believe catalyst, the new character is a transgender woman or whatever the case, meaning the man chopped his dick off and turned himself into a woman or, you know, whatever the case, you can do whatever you want, but they push all these things and in, in, in include all of these other things in video games. But this is something that's been going on for ages. And mind you, we have an excuse for it. Hold up. How do you excuse this? There is no excuse for this. You're not including them because of whatever, whatever. Now, uh, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this and I'm going to break it down. And not only am I going to break it down, but I have evidence. I have evidence. I have cited proof. We're going to go to the website. We have cited proof, right? That could back up the point of view that I'm going to give to y'all and the opinion I'm going to give to y'all today. So getting into the article. Naoki Yoshida said the new Final Fantasy lacks black characters because of faux medieval realism. Hold up. Hey. Scrolling down. In a new interview, Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida said the sequel won't have many black characters or people of color because it takes place in a geographically isolated realm inspired by medieval Europe and it wouldn't be realistic to have any quote-unquote ethnically diverse cast. Hold up. Hey. Quote-unquote. This is a difficult question, but not one that was unexpected, seeing as diversity in entertainment media has become a much-discussed topic as of late. Yoshida said when asked if players could expect to see a more diverse cast in Final Fantasy 16. Quote-unquote. The answer I have, however, may end up being disappointing to some depending on individual expectations. Let's stop right there. Now, y'all know I say this all the time. And what is that do I say all the time? Let's see if you've been paying attention. I'm going to give y'all five seconds. That might have been six seconds. Did you know? Did you say what I say already? Do you don't? Oh, so you don't know? Okay, well, you know, I'd be saying these are video games and these are worlds where they don't have real world consequences and these like they're fake worlds and stuff like that. So what end of what 
expectations do I have when I play a video game? Well, I expect the story. I expect everything from the story to gameplay to be up to par and not even up to par. I expect it to deliver first and foremost. I expect everything to deliver. The story to deliver, the gameplay to deliver, the graphics are the last things on the list that I care about to deliver, number one. Number two, individual expectations. When it comes to race, right? This is also based on what game you're playing. So if I'm playing Call of Duty, do it really matter the race of the character I'm playing, let alone the gender? Like, do it really matter? Like, we're going to have to have this conversation because what are you doing in Call of Duty? I haven't played a Call of Duty game in I don't know how many years, but when you play the campaign of Call of Duty, you're doing what? You're reimagining and reliving war stories, war times, even made up war. Fic not It's fictional, it's non-fictional, whichever one is the fake shit. Um, excuse the language for the sensitive ears and, and stuff like that. Now, it what happened? They put Ice Cube in uh, Black Ops 2, I believe. But he was probably like the one black dude out of the whole platoon. The one guy. Nobody really cared. You want to know why? Because it's Call of Duty. People care about multiplayer. It's all people cared about. Oh, kill the zombies. Shoot. Did you get the perks? Marty Doom. All of this stuff. All of these things. The gameplay overshadows everything else. So when it comes to Call of Duty, from me personally... The race and all of that doesn't matter because that's not a focal point of the game. But now when you want to talk about story games, Final Fantasy, God of War, Devil May Cry, you want to start talking about certain games. And I'm not saying any of those games specifically. What I'm saying is story driven games, games where the story is up to par with the, with the uh, gameplay, right? Final Fantasy is one of those. Final Fantasy, we know each one of these games or the series of games that follow each other are extensively told and story-driven and story-based, which means, oh, these people are this, these people are that, these people are there, these, this is different cultures of people, creatures, people, oh, the, the, the war, the this, it's a whole backstory. I mean, look at Final Fantasy XII. Just look at it. Vaughn was a white dude. He was a white kid. Vaughn was a white kid whose older brother died in the rebellion or the war or whatever trying to fight for Dalmasca when they got finessed. Bosch got finessed by his twin brother or whatever. They put him in the gulag. And what? Vaughn was just out here robbing people. Like, bro. Okay, and he's the white dude. And then when it comes to the black characters, what? It really wasn't many black NPCs and Fran was pretty much the only black person, and all the black people were Vieiras for the most part. Hold up. Hey. Sipping my uh smoothie. But with that being said, once again, my individual expectation of Final Fantasy. I was it had I was I was a P I was stroked a little bit, pause. My ego was stroked a little bit seeing Fran in the game. But when you look at the entire franchise, is it there? No. Would I like it to be there? Yeah. But this is the bullshit excuse they're going to give not only me, but you when it comes to this.
right? So um, let's go ahead and continue on in this article. Yoshida's explanation is an unsatisfying one, but it's also not historically accurate. Hold up. People of color were present in medieval Europe and not in some transient capacity. As just one example, the Moors lived throughout the Liberian, like the I. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. That might be an I. I'm sorry. I'm butchering stuff. Throughout the Iberian Peninsula and Southern Europe and ruled Spain for over 800 years. Hold up. But that's probably beside the point. Final Fantasy isn't a PhD thesis. Who's in it and who isn't? It's entirely up to the people making the game. That's a fact. Now, for the people who didn't know that. Yes. And yes, again, black people are everywhere. And not just black people, but people of color, melanated people, been around and been doing stuff for a very long time. And this is why that whoever wrote this, whoever did this article, shout out to you first and foremost. So if y'all think I'm bullshitting, let's go to this article right here. Headline reads, who were the African people living in medieval and Tudor England? That's right. This is why when, when this happened, this is why I have to speak on this. Because Yoshida, you want to have historical realism, but yet you exclude the people who were there? Now, before this new article, right? I'm I'm gonna scroll down, and if people in the visuals, y'all can see this. Mm. Mm. Excuse me, I burp. Y'all can see these, right? For everybody on the audio forum, I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all. Africans in medieval England, 1066 to 1485. Uh, let's let's go somewhere else. Africans in early modern England, 1485 to 1660s. Do we have any more dates? Right. So those are just some dates right there. But apparently, it, it wouldn't be historically accurate to include people of color in the new Final Fantasy game. I, um, listen here, man. Square, I love y'all. Square Enix, I've been, I've been liking y'all for a very long time. The whole Final Fantasy franchise... All this stuff, the people who make fun. I've been, I, I'm a fan of the franchise, right? But here's where I got to call a spade a spade. And I have, to, I have to stand on this. And I'm not moving from it no matter what. You're wrong for not including people, number one. You're wrong for not... Especially saying it wouldn't be historically accurate. That's where you're wrong at. I don't care what you, who are you doing don't put in the game. It's when you start to say it's, it's not historically accurate. First and foremost, it is historically accurate. It's, and not only that, but we about to read some historical accuracies, not only for you, Yoshida, but for everybody else listening to the show, if you made it this far. I'm going to read Africans in Medieval England, 1066 14 to 1485. The medieval English writer Richard Devises or Devises, it might be Devises, it's a Z in there. Hold up. Hey. Describes London as being populated by Garamantes, 
Moorish Africans. That's what that is. I should have just said that, but I had to try, man. Y'all know I'm from the school of reading. Moorish Africans and men from all nations that fill all the houses. These Africans were described by various terms such as black, Ethiopian, a word used at the time to describe all Africans, Moor and Blackamoor, other terms such as Saracen or Sarakin, that's probably Saracen, were, all, were also used to refer to Africans as well as people from elsewhere such as Western Asia. Some of these terms are now considered derogatory. That is a fact. That is a fact. A lot of these terms are considered derogatory and or they, when they are spoken, the intention behind them are derogatory, right? Bartholomew was an African on the run in Nottingham in the 13th century. He is mentioned in the pipe roll, June 21st, 1259, where he was called an Ethiopian. The pipe roll says Bartholomew was brought to England by Roger de Linton. I might've pronounced that wrong. The role also gives a mandate to arrest Bartholomew for running away from his said Lord Roger, but yeah, Delinton. Bartholomew may have been on his way to the city of Nottingham to escape his Lord's authority. Now, if y'all think I'm just saying and, and coming off with some bullish, whatever, no, this this is information, backed up information by Dr. Onika or Onyeka Nubia, University of Nottingham and Edgehill, a historian of British history from bbc.co.uk. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I put the disclaimer out already. I don't want to hear it. So just reading that, that's purely factual. Now, I don't know what point in time this game is going to take place, but once again, it's not about what these creators who or what they do and don't want to put in the game, what my bone to pick is when you say it's not historically accurate. The fuck you mean it ain't historically accurate? Come on, man. You wrong for that. You wrong for that, period. Let's continue on in the original article, right? I'm going to read the quote. Quote, unquote. Our design concept from the earliest stages of development has always heavily featured medieval Europe, incorporating historical, cultural, political, and anthropological, anthropological sorry, standards that were prevalent at the time. When deciding on a setting that was best suited to the story we wanted to tell, that's important to keep in mind, the story of a land beset by the blight, we felt that rather than create something on a global scale, it was necessary to limit the scope to a single landmass, one geographically and culturally isolated from the rest of the world in an age without airplanes, television, or telephones. Hold up. All right, time out. First and foremost, the blight. I'm gonna be, I don't have the um, necessary information in front of me to show y'all, but if my memory serves me correct, and if I'm remembering this the right way, I believe it was the Moors or someone else of, of a melanated skin color who came and saved folks from the plague. I'm just saying. Now, the blight might be something else, but nonetheless, it's just you, you can't say you're trying to be historically accurate geographically and culturally and this that and the third blah 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 not 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 now let's go back to the other article right let's go back 
Now, let's go back. I'm going to go to right here. Africans in early modern England, 1485 to the 1660s. I'm going to read a little bit of this. Africans were a significant presence in cities such as London, Plymouth, and Bristol, but were also in, were also present in Derby, Leicester, I might be pronouncing that wrong, or Leicester, I don't know, I messed it up, and Northampton. Africans also lived in rural villages such as Barnstable, which is North Devon. Oh, snap, y'all spelled it wrong. That's the knockoff. Holt, which is Worcestershire, um, and... I'm I'm butching all these names. I know my EU people like Hold up. My bad EU people. I'm sorry. My bad. When when we when we uh, when we lock in, just just tell me and teach me how to pronounce these words cuz I'm not trying to I'm just trying to pronounce it right. Y'all know we American. You know us Americans, we speak broken English. Our phonetics ain't all like everybody else's. You know, we say progress, y'all say progress. Like, you see what I'm saying? Our our phonetics is off. So, um, Anne Hatherly, which is West Devon. Okay. Um, Elizabeth had her favorite little blackamoor, the powerful politician Robert Cecil. No, Elizabeth I had her favorite little or little blackamoor, whatever. The powerful politician Robert Cecil had a servant named for Fortunate. Fortunatus, okay, yeah, Fortunatus and Catherine of Aragon, her lady of the bedchamber, Catalina de Morti or, uh, Motril. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, so, um, yeah, man, and, this, and then this whole article just goes on and it just explains and points out some people, some things, London and all these other places, like I've been naming and butchering and all that where black people have and some prominence and events stand out that included people of melanin, of a melanin skin color, black, African, whatever, whatever. So, but the main, the main thing I need y'all to understand here is, and for everybody on the visual form, I'm gonna highlight it. The story we wanted to tell. That's what they said. The story we wanted to tell. So the story they want to tell is pretty much your same run-of-the-mill standard Viking type story, right? Like, like mind you, when you talk about certain types of archetypes and concepts of games, a lot of games tend to repeat themselves. It's like movies, bro. It's just like movies. Did y'all ever see that? It's a Michael B. Jordan movie, right? It's recent too. He was in the army. He did whatever. He came back home and he was he got his wife pregnant. I think he had a kid already or whatever the case, but he got the wife pregnant, whatever. And then some stuff happened. And then you had like a team of people come to his house and they was this is a movie. They came to his house and they thought they killed him or whatever the case, but they killed his wife and she was pregnant and whatever the case else. And then the rest of the movie was just him trying to get revenge or whatever. It ended up getting wrapped up in a whole bunch of other stuff. I was like, wait a minute. I saw this movie before. Now, you probably sitting there wondering, Dev, how you see a movie you ain't never saw before if you was watching it for the first time? Because it's not the actual movie and people that I saw before. No, it's not Michael B. Jordan. No, it's not that whole movie. It's called the concept of the movie. I was like, I seen this before. 
And you know what it was? The Marine with John Cena. It's the same movie. These two movies are the same. I really wish I remembered that movie. But the movies are the same, right? Why? Because what happened in John Cena? He was serving it. He was a Marine. Or his character was a Marine. All right, cool. He went back home. He tried to reacclimate back to life. He he was with his girl. Um, you know, then what happened? He was throwing people out of windows. And then his girl ended up getting caught up with some robbers that kidnapped her. And then the whole movie was him trying to get his girl back and ended up getting drawn up into something bigger because them folks that robbed like a, they had to put off a bank heist or something. I'm like, this is the same movie, bro. I'm getting revenge or I'm coming to get my girl and in the movie. Literally same movie. I was like, bro, I've seen this before. But that's what I'm telling you. It's the archetype. It's the same archetype. And it's the same thing what I've been telling y'all about Battle Royale games. Y'all playing the same shit over and over and over with a different skin on it. It's the same thing. And they giving it to y'all because y'all buying it and it's making billions of dollars. Now, on the business side of things, am I going to sit here and be like, hey, we should stop making Battle Royale games and we should stop doing all this? Hell fucking no. No, run this shit up. Run this shit up. If the majority of people, y'all saw the, y'all saw the disclaimer for everybody in the visual form, you saw what was on the disclaimer. If the majority is saying, we want BR, we want BR, give them BR. Give them BR. Same thing here. So at the end of the day, they want to make something that's whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, this is going to be a new installment in the Final Fantasy uh, franchise. So, I mean, hey, man. Yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and read this last quote from Yoshida right here. Ultimately, quote unquote, ultimately, we felt that while incorporating ethnic diversity into Valistia was important and over incorporation into this single corner of a much larger world could end up causing a violation of those narrative boundaries we originally set for ourselves. The story we are telling is fantasy, but it is also rooted in reality. Hold up. See, 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 see. This is what I find interesting. You're building a fantasy world and you want to put real world elements into it. Now, this is this goes along when I have conversations about movies, right? Movies are the same way. It's a fantasy world. It's not real. It has aspects of reality in it, which is why when you're watching a movie and or a TV show, you relate to it. There are real life situations being displayed on the average on the average consistency so what is the average respond or the average situation of a couple breaking up how does that look on average that's going to be displayed in the movie so when you break up with somebody and y'all start beating each other up and throwing clothes out and all this that and the third no matter if you white black yellow teal purple yellow it don't matter the average of that is going to be displayed. So when you're watching rom-coms and she starts throwing stuff out or you watching movies and they throwing stuff out, that's the type of stuff that happens. It might not be every single individual on the planet walking, but it's, but it's enough people to make it an average and that that's something that people can grasp to. Now, whether you're going to grasp to that emotion in a positive or a negative light or from a positive and negative context is on you because you have people who break up 
and it's not negative, it's neutral. They, they're like, look, this ain't working. I, I've been feeling this type of way. You've been feeling this type of way. Yeah, you know what? This this just ain't working. And it'd just be better for both of us to be like, you know what? Let's just, you good, bro. You got it. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And then you got others where, oh, fuck you. Why are you doing this to me? Oh, my God. <laughs> people start being irate, animated. And then you got other people where they break up and they just don't feel nothing. Them people dead inside, all right? So it's just like in video games, same thing. But what do I always say? These are worlds with no real world consequence. So when we playing games, a lot of the times we playing games where violence is a main tool and function of the game. We're playing games where they're not strategy. Now, mind you, I, I give y'all a point. Strategy games is mad boring. Yes, some of them, if not majority of them, boring as shit. I get it. But what any of these games do to your mind? Nothing. Except let me uh <laughs> let me increase your dopamine and make you happy. That's just all it is. It's a form of entertainment. Understand that. So when it's all said and done, I think it's somewhere in this um article where they, they also said it too. Hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Go through the notion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me read this right here, too. Yoshida also threw a nod to the notion that diversity of thought is what really matters. Quote, unquote, in the end, we simply want the focus to be less on the outward appearance of our characters and more on who they are as people people who are complex and diverse in their natures, backgrounds, beliefs, personalities, and motivations, people whose stories we can resonate with. There's diversity in Valestia, diversity that, while not all-encompassing, is synergistic with the setting we've created and is true to the inspirations from which we are drawing. All right, you can have that. That's great, but um, it's still not accurate, bro. Still not historically accurate to what you said. Like that historically accurate bar you dropping in realism and all that is kind of dismantling your whole stance right now. Because no matter what you say, it's not reminiscent of anything that's the reality of the area you're targeting. But, um, yeah. Dang, they had it in here and I read it too. I read it too and it was in here. You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, man. Um, F, either, either way, man, what I'm trying to get at is this is a virtual world. You want to have reality elements in it. Okay, cool. Great. Well, to have reality, reality elements of medieval Europe, that type of area, meaning you're going to have to include Moors and or melanated people. You're going to have to include them. Now, you're sitting here saying, we put a drop in there. Yeah, a drop ain't enough, bro. A drop ain't enough. Y'all put a drop in there with the Vieira in Final Fantasy XII. See, back then when Final Fantasy XII came out, you had forums. People wasn't out here. I wasn't. You had forums. So if anybody wanted to make a hoot and holler about this, it was get on the forum and type up a whole long essay. Now, instead of, but now I can get up on here, speak for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long, 
get my get not only get my my ish off, but also pull up facts. Like I did. For everybody on the visual form, right here. Look at this. It's a it's a art, it's some art right here. The siege of Antioch during the first crusade. That's what this art is. And it's nothing but a gang of melanated people in a in a fight action scene. That's all it is. They fighting, everybody in action. Knights is fighting, people fighting. Like, what, what are you saying? Once again, cited by the BBC, bbc.co.uk. People who are of high level education that this information comes from. So what I'm so what I'm trying to figure out is not only Final Fantasy has this issue now, apparently, but it's just the gaming industry, right? You don't see a lot of melanated characters in video games. And I wonder why. You know, because the melanated characters in video games usually don't, aren't usually the more prominent characters. Final Fantasy 13 is what I was thinking about with uh, Zaz. Yeah, you know, the dude with the uh, with the chocobo in his fro? Yeah, him. That's two people right there. Out of a 16 title, out of, out of a 16 project game, two people. That was a bad Nate dog, but we're going to run with it. Um, I digress. Yeah, in, in gaming, there isn't a lot of black representation. It's, it's really give or take. Don't sit here and tell me NBA and Madden. Don't sit here and tell me that. Because that don't count. When we talk about some of the most creative games or some of the best story-driven games and all this other stuff, they're not black. The characters aren't black. They something else. They they any and everything else but black. Oh, what about Grand Theft Auto? All right, and look at Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto plays to the stereotypes of black people. From the hood, low down, you you from the hood or you doing some type of crime, all this other stuff. GTA San Andreas, Grand, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, what else? The just the the portrayal of melanated people in video games is usually one-sided. It's either this or that. There's no in-between and or there's no neutrality, right? And if you have a melanated character, that's because during character creation, you made your character black. So do I think the video game industry and some of these developers and companies and brands go out of their way to not include black people and or just people, melanated people of color? Yes and no. Yes and no, right? Assassin's Creed, right? Assassin's Creed, when you play Black Flag, they have you going through the Caribbeans and you ally up with, with Caribbean people and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Assassin's Creed 3, when you get to play as Connor, the Indians, quote, well, that were the Indians. I'm going to put quotations around Indians, but they're melanated people, right? And then they show how dude came over from Europe or whatever, all the way to, you know, America, fuck dude's mom, dude ended up being white and melanated, he was mixed, but then his dad's homie burnt down the village and killed him, so dude had to kill his dad, he wanted all the smoke, uh, what else, I'm just naming stuff at this point, um, what else, 
yeah, there hasn't been a Assassin's Creed game where, well, Assassin's Creed Origins, Origins, Origins was a, a better representation of melanated people. I'm not going to say whether it was historically accurate or not, but out of a lot of the representations, that's probably higher up towards the top five, top three, better representation of melanated people. Bayek of Siwa. I'm playing that again right now, too, by the way. Bayek of Siwa. Uh, what else? Um, like, bro, it's, it's either, you know what I'm saying? Like, and look at Assassin's Creed Origins. It's like one of the best ones in the whole franchise. And dude is melanated. He black. Everybody you deal with, black. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Hawk, man. People in them games, black. Why? Because you have some people who skateboard in BMX that are black. Um, what else? Shoot. I don't know, man. It's, it's probably so many other games that you could see a melanated person in. But take sports off the table because any and every culture, race, ethnicity of person and people can can uh, participate in sports. No, 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 no. This is mainly for those games that exclusively are a certain thing, not necessarily by choice of and inside of ethnicity and race. But when you want to talk about historical accuracies and stuff, yeah, then it's when it starts becoming a matter. So... My final thoughts on this is, Yoshida, yo, you need to um, brush up on the history. That Because as far as what you want to put in Final Fantasy 16, good, great. Do whatever the hell you want. That's your shit. But what I'm standing on and I'm at, we're going to have to disagree on is historical realism. It's not historically real that everybody was predominantly of or predominantly white and or of fair skin in Europe, England, the UK, whatever, in the medieval points of time. It's just not, it's just not what it was. It's just not what it was. And um, am I screened up? Probably not. Oh, I am. All right. So, so um, yeah, you know, I just, uh, I need you to educate yourself, get educated on. And, um, and remember, this is not an attack on you, whatever else. It's just I'm standing on that Final Fantasy 16 is historically inaccurate. The gameplay mechanics can be great. The story itself can be great, but it's historically inaccurate. All right. And with that's going, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Gamers Den. If you made it this far, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe if you're on the visual platforms. And if you're on the audio form, make sure you rate five stars if you thought this was five stars. Again, no song again at the end of this episode today. We're going to chill out with the songs for a little bit. I can't let y'all hear everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I need you to want some more, which I already know y'all want more. But um, yeah, no song. But remember, every Tuesday and every Thursday, new episodes will always be uploaded every Tuesday and Thursday. So make sure you lock in with me with, for, the, for this episodes and enjoy this uh, content I'm giving y'all. Once again, uh, youtube.com slash devthegamer, odyssey devthegamer. I'm going to catch y'all next time, man. Gone.